So we've looked at this issue of uh, wrestling with God. And some of you may say, well, it sounds exhausting to me. And yes, listen, we're not talking about wrestling with God every single moment or every day. There are those moments when we enjoy his peace, when we give thanks to him, when we praise him. And quite frankly, wrestling with God sounds more tiring to me as an older man than it used to when I was a younger man. But it certainly needs to be understood that our wrestle with God is not to convince God to love us and help us. It is to convince ourselves and take away our doubts. In other words, we're not really wrestling with God. We're wrestling with our doubts in, in the face of God, in the presence of God. But we talk to him about these things. We don't simply wrestle on our own. And then you need to understand that the idea of wrestling with God is one more reminder that faith is an unusual, alien gift. It is not natural to human uh, the human mind. It's not created from our own uh, mentality, our own sense of awareness. It is a gift from God that we are compelled, we are sort of pushed to the wall to exercise in certain uh, crises of life and, and the drama of um, our temptations and our addictions. So when we wrestle with God, it is actually God trying to convince us. It's God saying, come on, come on, fight with me. Come on, stop it. Don't, don't be passive. We are, you see, tempted to be passive individuals. We're in the power, under the power of the kingdom of Adam, which is the power of sin and death. And I use an illustration often of somebody, uh, well, somebody walking in the, or trudging through the uh, snows of the Arctic or the Antarctic, and uh, they've lost their uh, their sled, they have lost their dogs, they uh, uh, have become disoriented, they don't know where their camp is, and they have to get back. And they're trudging through the snow, maybe not just one person, half a dozen. And what is the temptation more than anything else? In the exhaustion, the temptation is to collapse, fall asleep, and die. Because the cold is so numbing and uh, the struggle is so hard, it would be better just to not continue. And there's one among us who has fortitude like no other of the group. And he keeps telling us to stay awake, stay awake, turns around sometimes and slaps our face and says, come on, stay awake. And that, in a way, is what God is doing with us. He is endlessly telling us to stay awake, but he's encouraging us more than simply slapping our faces to stay awake. But he's, and part of that encouragement is that wrestle, wrestle with me, fight with me. Don't let your doubts overcome you. And so we fight with God as if we were fighting against him when in fact we're, he's fighting with us against, as I say, our doubts. Now, as I said, this is alien. And it's important to understand that because when we exercise faith, faith that struggles with God, faith that fights with God, 
we sometimes feel as though we're being utterly absurd. We're faking it. We're just faking it till you make it. That's what the alien, or rather the 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 um, secular alternative is. You just fake it till you make it. No, that's not the truth of the matter. We're not faking it till we make it. We are recognizing the truth and the reality that is outside of us and beyond us in Jesus Christ and in what he has done for us. It is the world that is a fake. The kingdom of Adam, the kingdom of uh, sin and death that is a fake, trying to, pretending to be alive, to, uh, pretending that life is full of, of adventure and uh, possibility, when in fact it is a dying planet. The Christian is a man who knows, or a woman who knows, the reality of the kingdom of Christ, that that is the only true real thing. And so when we're not wrestling, what are we doing? Well, we are also giving thanks to God and praising. Now look, again, be real about this. Praising doesn't happen all the time, or we don't praise all the time. We get frustrated, we get depressed, we get silent with ourselves. And again, the Holy Spirit in his love and his care, he's encouraging us to give thanks. Giving thanks is one of the core truths and realities of faith. And we can feed that faith, of course. We can feed that praise by Scripture. I like the Psalms particularly to do that. A Psalm like 116, there's a verse here I came across this morning. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yes, our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. I was brought low and he saved me. Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed, therefore I spoke. I am greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits towards me? I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord, now in the presence of all his people. Now what is this man doing who, is, who has written this psalm? We don't know whether it was David or not. But what he's doing is reflecting on what God has done for him. Now, of course, when we're in the thick of trouble, when we're in the thick of temptation or addiction, it's hard to reflect and think on what God has done for us. But that's where we get into the wrestle with God. But then things calm down, and to lift up our soul, we reflect on the waymarks, the waymarks, the landmarks throughout our lives where God has blessed us and has guided us and we took a different direction all because of his goodness and enlightenment of our dark souls. So we start thanking God for those things, you see. It says in Psalm 50, here it is, The Mighty One, the Lord has spoken, 
and called the earth from the rising of the sun to its going down out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God will shine forth, our God shall come and shall not keep silent, a fire shall devour before him, and it shall be very tempestuous all around him. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people, gather my saints together to me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Let the heavens declare this, and his righteousness, for God himself is judge. Now, if you listen to this carefully, if you read this carefully, God's calling a big meeting, a global meeting. He's calling for the earth. He said, let's have a talk. Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel, and I will testify against you. I am God, your God. I will not rebuke you for your sacrifices or your burnt offerings, which are continually before me. I will not take a bull from the ho- your house, nor goats out of your folds. For your every beast of the field is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you. For the earth is mine, and all its fullness. Will I eat the flesh of bulls, or drink the blood of goats? So God is saying, look, it's not the sacrifices that I'm after that you give so abundantly and ritualistically. This is what he wants. Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. And then at the end of the psalm, he says, now consider this, you who forget God. Whoever offers praise glorifies me, and to him who orders his conduct aright I will show the salvation of God. Now this is a a marvelous message here. God is calling the whole earth together uh, for a conference, and he's saying, look, you're doing all this sacrifice and all these rituals and all this right stuff. But he said, your heart, or he implies, your heart is empty. There's nothing in there. There's no gratitude towards me. I'm asking you for your praise. And it's not because God is on an ego trip, but because God knows that as we praise him, joy develops in that praise. And as we have joy, we have more motivation to go forward with him. Sometimes there's no joy there. We go in blind faith. But as praise operates we affect and change the state of our minds. Now again I say to you, this is an alien thing that is in our hearts. Praise is an alien, rather faith is an alien thing. It's not natural to us. It doesn't sit well with us. But sometimes we just call upon the Lord to give us the power to do it. You've heard me say it before. You've heard me quote these verses before. First Thessalonians 5.18 and Ephesians 5.20 Give thanks every day for everything, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And I remember some many years ago, decades ago, um, I can't remember where I heard this story, whether it was a personal one or whether I read about it, but a woman was in a t- state of terrible depression, what would be called clinical depression today, and um, her counsellor gave her a little bit of advice. He said, I'm going to ask you to find ten things surrounding you to give thanks for 
every day. Ten things every day. Write them down in a little notebook and uh, begin to give thanks for them. Well, she said, I can't think of anything I could thank for, thank God for. And he said, just look around you. There's a window there, and you can see out of that window. And what do you see? Sky, blue sky, or perhaps some green grass. Give thanks for that. And there's a door there. You can give thanks for that, you, that you can open it, that you're not in a dungeon, that you're not in a prison where you don't have the choice to go through this door or that. Everything is decided for you. And there's a light that you can switch on or off. And on he went, and she began to practice praise. Yes, I think that's where I heard this story. It was in a little book called The Practice of Praise. You can still get that book online. I encourage you to get it. You'll probably find it on Amazon. The Practice of Praise. So she learned to give thanks of, for ten things every day. And within a short while, she came out of her depression and sorrow, and she found herself with a new bright mental attitude. Thank you for joining me today. This is Colin Cook, and you've been listening to my program, How It Happens. It's a broadcast on the gospel, which you can hear every um, day or night on your smartphone. Simply download a free app, soundcloud.com or podbean.com or Spotify, and key in How It Happens with Colin Cook when you get there. You can also hear the broadcast on the radio on KLTT. AM 670 in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas at 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at 4 in the morning. And I wonder if you would help to keep the broadcast on the air. It's in its 25th year now, and it's listener-supported radio. If you'd like to make a donation, please do so by sending it to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. That's FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. Or make your donation online at faithquestradio.com. That's faithquestradio.com. You can make a donation there, either through your card or uh, by PayPal. Thank you then, and I'll see you next time. Cheerio, and God bless.